Who's hurt? What do you need? We need rope. Rope? What? Oh, anything else? Yeah. Three double cheeseburgers with everything. No onions on mine. I don't know. Go turn it over. to the Mad Max Minute and take your hat off, boy, when you're talking to me and be there when we watch Mad Max Fury Road one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we're talking about Minute 72, which begins with Furiosa and the wives retreating from the Bullet Farmer's assault. And it ends with the war rig escaping the quagmire. Rounding out the week with us is our resident expert on things that we all assumed were long dead. It's Brad Mull from the Jurassic Minutes podcast. Hello, guys. And uh, yes, it's been a fun week, but sadly, too, I must become unbogged and move on <laughs> shortly. But <laughs> we've got another minute to discuss before we get there. You can't always stay stuck in mud or, say, amber. <laughs> Eventually, you got to get dug up or dug out. And then before you know it, you're terrorizing San Diego or narrowly eating rich children they are so tasty though you'd be a dinosaur in this situation obviously oh, oh obviously yeah plenty of food plenty of wretched oh my gosh i can only imagine how much of a field day the t-rex from jurassic park would have if you dropped him here in the wasteland you put him right in the middle of the citadel and he would clean up Although I imagine once he leaves the Citadel, probably not that good of a time. I'm just saying, we see people at the start with missing limbs. <laughs> Where'd Furious's arm go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they did say during the press junkets that they might be saving that story for a spinoff movie. A crossover movie? George Miller could call Spielberg and be like, hey, can I borrow some of those dinosaurs? <laughs> Plus, it is the wasteland. It is nuclear we could be going back to the return of megafauna we could have 50 foot kangaroos or all sorts of massive animals <laughs> yes i want to see giant post-apocalyptic animals i want that <laughs> penguins and pigs yes i will accept penguins and pigs i want them to finally find the ocean because i'm still wondering where the ocean went and just have a giant what was that penguin's name mumble Mambo. <laughs> Mambo? Like dance. No, he wasn't name. It was, it was Mumble, wasn't it? No, the Mambo, other? like the dance. All right. Because he gonna... has happy feet. Hold on. Hold on. I am going to IMDb, and I am typing in happy feet. I can't help. I haven't seen that film all the way for unfortunately. And we I'm... reviewed the movie. How do we not know these things? Elijah Wood, the name of his penguin, was Mumble. No! No! I refuse to be wrong, because my name makes so much more sense. Is this a Berenstain Berenstain bear thing? <laughs> it must be. I think so. I really thought his name was Mambo, like the dance, you know, because he dances. Well, Hugh Jackman's name, the father, his name was Memphis, and Nicole Kidman was Norma Jean. Those yeah. dances. Well, they didn't dance, they sang. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dad was Elvis from Memphis, and Mom was, oh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Well, she wasn't a singer either, or a dancer. She was an actress and a model. Well, yeah. Nicole Kidman was doing an impression. She was. <laughs> I stand by Mambo. 
I know it's wrong and I accept that it's wrong. I stand by the fact that it's a better name. The important thing is, is that I want to see Furiosa find the ocean that went missing in Beyond Thunderdome and a giant mumble the penguin leaps out of the water and like bites off her arm or something like that. <laughs> something ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, you can have that idea. Have fun with it. It's our gift to you. <laughs> Battle penguin. <laughs> I still am so disappointed that George didn't allow him to sneak a penguin onto the set somehow. <laughs> Just one. Oh, well. He had plenty of pigs in Thunderdome and then he went and, bit and did babe. So I guess it's cyclical in nature anyway. The important thing is that we have returned four minutes 72. And as we rejoin our heroes, Furiosa and Cheeto are still turtling. Nux is closing the dang door because he wasn't born in a barn. And as we cut back to the bullet farmer, his Imperators have joined the fun and he is shouting about gun fever because it's time to open up and go to town. Yeah, these are the same Imperators who a few minutes ago were reminding the bullet farmer not to hurt the assets. And that has all gone out the window. Yep, this is pure revenge. <laughs> What's crazy is that they're using rocket propelled grenades from the look of it. With the explosions that are happening, the one that lands near the tree sends Max flying. Yeah, well, the Tuscan Raider leads out the passenger window and fires, because it's too dark a game, but I don't know if it's one of them small, modified, like, beanbag launching, i.e. Predator. (laughs) That's when they made a custom one, but whether it's one of those little grenade launchers or a larger grenade launcher, like T2, or if it's a rocket launcher, it's just a little bit too dark. But it's handheld. Whatever it is, is handheld. Yeah. One I mentioned lands by the tree. Another one lands right behind Furiosa and it knocks her over and they roll underneath the tanker. And while hiding under the tanker might seem like a good idea in the short term, once the tanker gets rolling again, you're going to find yourself in a situation where your hiding space is moving. And if you're not paying attention, then you're left behind. And it has big wheels. Well, yeah, you can always get run over. It's always an option. (laughs) Always. And Nux doesn't know they're under there. No, no, it's a momentary place to hide, but a lot of things are happening at the moment. It's not somewhere you want to stay. It's like those boss fights in your video games, Rick, where you gotta, you keep moving all the time. Even if you find like a safe spot, you can't stay there. You have to keep moving. Exactly. Never stay put, never give the enemy a chance to get a beat on you. But as for staying put in one space, we see Max recovering from the explosion that knocked him over and he runs over to the tree and he wraps his arms around it. And I guess he could be thinking that he wants to hold the winch in place. That could be it. What I'm thinking is that he is adding his weight to basically the root system. Mm -hmm. He's what, 170, 80 pounds? Give or take. Yeah. So, all right, we'll call him 175. That's 175 more pounds helping to keep those roots in place. Now, it's not much, but it's better than nothing. And maybe he's holding on because he was already thrown from the tree once. Mm. And if he's going to be thrown again, he really doesn't want to be thrown. And he's holding on. I do admit that it looks a little bit goofy. Just a little. Yeah, well, like before, for the gunshots, it's his only place of safety. <laughs> it's a smaller uh, tree it is to hide behind. 
he's hanging onto that tree, so if another one lands close, he's going to at least be still holding onto the tree and not get thrown or thrown around again. Mm-hmm. But even the tree itself, like he adding that little bit of weight because he can see the roots are coming up out of the sand or out of the ground that they're sort of in and looking at the root system it looks like a tree that's sort of grown up in the wetlands or whatever the water was there because it's got a nice thick matted base on it if it was still alive it would have a bit more of a bit more of a grip to the ground but now that it's it's sort of dead it's going to fall over they should have had the winch cable a lot lower <laughs> like one one key of full driving winching just have that anchor point as low as you can yeah very true i'm looking at the shape of the tree and the trunk comes up out of the ground at a bit of an angle and then there's a small broken off branch and then the main trunk goes off in the opposite direction of that branch it's sort of like a y shape but even though the trunk below the y split is a bit wider around i wouldn't say it's so much wider around that it would have made much of a difference if max had moved the cable down i mean he has so much extra chain hanging off the top there yeah, once the chain is added, there's plenty. They definitely could have gone around a wider spot. I think they can't be good at everything. That's a good point. We don't want them to be good at everything. People who are good at everything annoy us, and we don't like them. So they came up with a good idea. They made it work for them, but they didn't do it perfect. Could have been better. Could have been more successful. So it makes them a little bit more like us and a little bit more likable. And honestly... Nux didn't even know what this thing was called. He didn't even realize <laughs> it was a tree. He thought it was a thing. And they are doing this under gunfire. So the fact that they put it up at Max's shoulder height, like, that works for me. I love the ingenuity of it. I love that Nux was thinking outside the box that he was trying to do something different than they already had been doing. Because even though he was hiding out, he was still aware of what they were trying He heard them pulling the tires off the side. He noticed that they were getting stuck. I mean, technically, he also kind of got them stuck the second time around. But I think that was going to happen no matter who was driving. But I just love that Nux thought up a plan and he was one of the elements that made it successful. And here in this minute, sure, the roots of the tree are starting to pull out of the ground. And that tree goes over pretty far before the rig eventually breaks out. But hey, it works. And that is such a good feeling when a plan comes together. (laughs) And they didn't even have to call the (laughs) A-team. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, in the heat of the moment, Max has ran over that tree and put put the winch around it at his sort of convenient height. He's not got down one knee and done it or anything like that. And neither of them are arborists. They don't know how thick the tree, how heavy the tree, like how far the roots go into ground. There could be three or four feet of sediment on top that just anchor it even more. It would have been pretty frustrating for them to be like, yeah, we're going to wrap the winch around the tree. And then Toast, because she's the knowing, would say, oh, no, that's a this sort of tree. You don't want to wrap it around that one. It's got a shallow root system. Then everyone would have to turn around and be like, really, Toast? Now? Now you're going to be a know-it-all? Come on. It's better than nothing. If it was green, it'd still be that, well, you're a man, you're still trying to store it. Well, here's this nice green thing, you want to hook a war rig up to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's 2,000 horsepower of nitro-boosted war rig. It's not a small thing. No. It's not pulling a bicycle out of a mud puddle. (laughs) (laughs) Even with the tree going over, I've dug around trees with an excavator and physically pushed green trees over. Even, and that's not the whole story, if you don't get every single root, they'll still hold to the ground if you've got a couple of roots and they're laying on the ground, because you've got the weight of the tree on the ground as well, 
as an anchor point. So even though the tree's going over, even if it did go all the way over and hit the ground, which I think it does at the end of the end of the toe, it's still going to be anchored to the ground somehow and still give them that little bit of an extra pull to get out of the bog. Yeah, because only half the root system has been pulled up. Mm-hmm. It pivoted at the tree. So pulling that half up had the leverage of pulling from the trunk. The other half, now that the trunk is pretty much laying flat on the ground, the other half doesn't have that leverage anymore. So I think the other half of that root system is still hanging on pretty good. Yeah. At least enough to get this thing going. If anything, those roots are getting pushed further into the ground. And then once the tree gets to its bent over shape, those roots are still going down into the earth. And I'm trying to think how to illustrate this verbally. (laughs) So if the tree is like a T shape where the main section of the T is the verticality of the tree. And then you've got a cross bar about three quarters down on that top section. That's the root system. And if you take that T section and you roll it onto its side, you've still got one whole arm of that T section in the ground holding on. So if the war rig needed to get pulled a little bit further along, it probably would have been just fine. It just so happens that between the winch going and Nux rocking back and forth with the brakes and the gas and Furiosa putting her shoulder to the side of this war rig. Oh, don't include that. Every little bit helps. Oh, come on. Every little bit helps. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But no, wait, I am going to disagree with you on that. Because there's uh, no. In the grand scheme of the amount of work going on here, her addition is minuscule. It does not make any difference. To be conservative without knowing how much water and mother milk and that's in the tanker, you got to be looking at at least 20 ton of machine here. <laughs> Even with, like we've gone on for a long time about the tree coming over, the fact that the winch on the front of it has only got small cable and looks like it probably wouldn't even tow out an F-250 <laughs> where it's here pulling out the war rig and what it does later is even worse. But yeah, for Furiosa to go and push up on the side and start yelling. <laughs> just <laughs> I do love the editing though because the editing makes it look like... Max and Furiosa, like, just do this thing on their own. <laughs> He's holding on to that winch and the tree, and she's pushing, and they make it work. They fix it all by themselves. Yeah, well, Nux is there popping the clutch, just trying to get those wheels to grab. I don't know, later when we see it go roll over, there's a torque tube going to the front axle, so this should be front-wheel drivers, like, should be a six-wheel drive war rig. I'm not sure why the front wheels aren't spinning here if someone just forgot to engage six-wheel drive. Nux is driving, so he might not know how it works, but I just found odd. You never see the front wheels turn. Yeah, he's just happy to be there. He says that he knows the war rig, but he probably knows the inner workings of the war rig. He probably doesn't know exactly how to engage all of its systems in a pinch when under pressure. Well, Furiosa was driving before, right? And she didn't. That's when it got bogged the first time. Well, dang, now I can't even remember. <laughs> See, that's the problem with the war rig getting stuck in the mud twice. Like it's all there, blurs together. There are things that happened in the first time it got stuck, and then the t- things that happened this time it got stuck. And it's two different instances, and I can't keep them straight, and I'm just glad we're getting <laughs> out. Yeah. We are finally getting out. Oh, And one of the moves that I absolutely love in this minute 
is where Max is able to undo the winch and then toss the hook out in front of the war rig before jumping on the side because it's such a smooth motion and the winch sucks up that cable so quickly that it doesn't get caught up in a wheel or cause trouble or anything like that. Yeah, it's a move that if you're not paying attention, you don't even know that that's happening. I at first was like, oh, are they just going to drag the tree along with them? It took me a couple of watches to catch that. Mm-hmm. I noticed it, and I, knowing how winches work, that <laughs> winches don't spool up that quick. It's it's a tape measure on the front of that thing, just whoop, straight in. <laughs> <laughs> but again, wall rig, so it's obviously modified to do certain goals. Like even if we get Nux later working, he knows how to fix engines. He's working on the V8s. Whether or not some of the war boys have access to the vehicles when they're parked up back there or whether he's he's got his own vehicle at the moment, but the goal is to one day drive the raw rig so he knows all about it, he knows how it works, he knows how to fix it because that's probably more important than being able to drive it. But he, he does the job here and there. They find some high ground. Yeah. yeah. It's such a good feeling and I love how Max gets up in the window and he's got his arm hooked over there and Nux looks over at Max in the window He's got this giddy smile on his face that he got to drive the war rig like glory me blood bag. This was the thing that he wanted more than anything. Well, he wanted to, I guess, get the recognition from his God King and then drive the war. Rig. But you know what? His priorities have shifted. This is now the number one thing that he wanted. <laughs> and I particularly like the visuals here because this is very similar to Furiosa driving an ace coming to her window. That's right. And chatting and checking in and whatnot. And it also harkens back to Thunderdome, just as a daytime shot where you get Max come up. So what's the plan? <laughs> plan? There ain't no plan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Same thing, just just nice. to come up and see this big grin on Nux's face, the same as the big grin on Pig Killer. <laughs> mm-hmm. When he's sitting there driving the truck, like he's probably never done anything like that. And here he's driving a vehicle down the road at high speed. <laughs> here it's a bit shallow, but... I feel like this is the point at which Nux has proven himself to Max. I think Max hops up into that window and he sees Nux driving and he's like, hey, you know what? This kid, maybe he's not that bad. Like, sure, he was one of the people that orchestrated me being strapped to the front of a vehicle. He caused me a lot of grief. And maybe now at this point, Max is thinking maybe it's a good thing that I didn't blow his wrist off with a shotgun he might be coming around a little bit and either way like we've said before there really just aren't that many choices right now he can decide later whether or not to trust him for now nux got them out of the mud yep got them to the rise and despite the fact that they are still somewhat under fire they are able to get up over the ridge onto more dry land and it's been a solid let's see two and a half weeks that we've been stuck in this quagmire and it's nice to finally be free of it. Like maybe not free of this nighttime scene for sure. We've still got a little bit more way to go in the dark, but it is nice that we're not going to have to worry about getting stuck again. This has been a very frustrating experience, constantly getting stuck. I am grateful that it's over. I just want to point one thing out. At the end of the minute, when Max untethers the winch from the tree, tosses it to the front, just want to note that he left the chain behind Mm. so that the chain has completed its character arc and it is leaving the movie now. All right. I just love the whole time here 
the last couple of minutes this week where you've just had that score in the background, just that dun 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 dun, dun and it's that is my favourite thing with this film in in general is just the score, what Junkie XL done here. In the earlier movies where, yes, there is a score there, but a lot of the score is the vehicles. It's The cameras are there on rigs in front of the vehicles as they're being driven, and that, so you get a lot of that audio from the cars. But here, it's all it's all music, it's all anthem, it's all the choir stuff, and it's just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Love it. And to think if they weren't successful on this, they would have never done Wonder Woman or any of the other f- films they've done into the future. So, But that pretty much brings us to the end of this minute and the end of this week. Brad, if people wanted to listen to your stuff, you told us on Monday, but tell us again where they should go if they want to hear more of you. Uh, all the socials, Jurassic Minutes. Um, you'll find us on there, me and David, or the website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com, but it has been updated in a little while. We're in the dark. We're about halfway through Jurassic Park for at the moment, so it's looking up as we get towards the end of that film and start going into some more popular films in the franchise. (laughs) That's right. Cause once you're done with three, you said you were going to go on and do world and uh, is it, it's Jurassic world. And then is it Jurassic world two? I didn't pay attention when it came out. Yeah. Jurassic world fallen kingdom. (laughs) That's what it is. Okay. They used a subtitle on that one. Okay. (laughs) That's why we bring in the experts. Spoiler warning. It, uh, personal favorites they decline after Jurassic Park 3 but that's uh that's for us to discuss on the minutes <laughs> exactly I don't want to steal your thunder on any of that so we'll just have to send everybody over to your show to hear all of that dino content Man, lovely it's, it's hard not to love the Jurassic Park movies warts and all <laughs> as for us we will be coming back on Monday Nux marvels at getting to drive the war rig Furiosa gets a status report and Max hatches a cockamamie scheme. The Mad Max Minute podcast is a fan project by Rick and Julia Ingham. The Mad Max franchise was created by George Miller and Byron Kennedy, is presented by Kennedy Miller Mitchell Productions, and distributed by Warner Brothers. Mad Max Minute is produced and edited by Rick Ingham. Our opening music is Verdi's Dies Irae by Daniel Batista of DanielBatista.com. Our home on the internet is MadMaxMinute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute, like us on Facebook by searching for MadMaxMinute, and join our Facebook listener group, MadMaxMinute Beyond Microphone. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit MadMaxMinute.com, where you can see what's in our Tee Public store, join our Patreon, or even donate to the show to help us keep the tanks full. Thank you for joining us for Minute 72 of Fury Road. We'll see you next time.